two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. What, what, what would this be like? Quarter year resolutions? <laughs> Trying to do something different? Yeah, as of today, what, we're eight months out from um, Christmas, so yeah. yeah. true. That is true. Um, and so, uh, or yeah, third month, however, however you want to slice it. Um, but uh, yeah, we talked about, uh, uh, Mrs. Wizard, Wizard and I saw the Mario movie a couple weekends ago. And that's pretty. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just last night, uh, same thing, we went out uh, to another movie. So I don't know, maybe I'm going to be a cinephile this summer. I don't know. Oh. Um, but uh, we saw Renfield, and oh, how was it? And that gets that gets a wizardy thumbs up from me. Um, I I I was a little skeptical at first because again, that, that's how I am. I'm I'm just so jaded, man. I'm just so jaded with all the like usual crappy movies. I was like, oh, this looks dumb. Like I'm like Stan in what was that? Like season thirteen of South Park, where everything he sees is like. That just looks like shit. That just sounds like yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, you're getting older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that, that was me. Rob Schneider is. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. man, this is this was great. It was uh, Nicholas Cage again. Uh, listeners, go back and see our summer cinema series, uh, very first episode, "The Color Out of Space." And yeah, Nick Cage is doing his Nick Cageiest as Dracula. Um, but then, uh, yeah, but then the main story, the, main, the protagonist is, is Assistant Renfield. Uh, and it's great. It, it, was, it, was, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I wasn't sure because I was like, ah, I got it. And here's Aquafina too. Ah, geez. But no, she, she does fine. Uh, right on. Ben, ben Schwartz uh, wasn't really like billed in the movie, but he has a pretty, pretty big part. And Ben Schwartz is a funny guy. Uh, so Always it, good, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, I would, I would give that a hearty recommendation. Um, to both you, Mark, and to our listeners, uh, go see Renfield. It's 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 gory horror comedy fun, but it does have like a very sweet uh, kind of wholesome message of like no, like it's never too late. Like it doesn't matter how many mistakes uh, you've made or 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 how many wrongs you've done in the past. You can you can you can turn that franchise around today. It's never too late. And so yeah, so anyway, <laughs> it was it was fun. It was, it was it was a good it was a good show. Right on. And I'm also reminded of you being kind of less than a big fan of uh, for, of of horror pictures. So yeah, that's kind of high praise out of you, mm-hmm. right? And and it is. It is. It is. It is very gory, but in like an over top, very silly. Like okay, yeah. Here's like these undead vampire dudes. Uh, yeah, in in these fights, and they're kicking people's heads off, and. Uh, Bit of a spoiler alert, uh, Renfield, he has a fight scene where uh, he rips two dudes' arms off and then proceeds to use them as nunchucks. And I was like, hey, that's 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 pretty sweet. That's pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You had me at arm num- nunchucks. I'm in. We'll yeah. So, uh, so no, yeah, it is. It is I, I don't know if it... Uh, well, well, this is the other thing too, man. Like, talk about getting older. Um, there's a little uh, movie theater uh, pretty close to us called Studio 35. And uh, they had the like full on recliners that you could like that with the motorized mm. buttons. So you, so you, so, mm-hmm. so you could get your beer, you could get your popcorn, had a little 
like uh, 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 side arm arm table thing, pop that recliner out, and I was like, okay, you can't fall asleep during this movie. I know you just turned thirty six. <laughs> You're an old man now, but you cannot fall asleep during this movie. Because <laughs> it was, I was like, man, I haven't been in a proper recliner in years, and it's so comfy and it's nice and warm. Um, but also high praise for Renfield. It was so engaging that no, I didn't fall asleep. So. <laughs> right on. Uh, but yeah, so that was my that was my kind of fun 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 weekend down fun weekend thing down. Um, but you know what else can sometimes be a sleep aid to those people? I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, 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 another uh, franchise that uh, is horror comedy and has. Uh, two dudes fighting by dismembering their opponents and then first using them as nunchucks and then as like a javelin and like pinning a dude to a door uh, with his own damn arm. Uh. <laughs> I did spec into nunchuck handling skills. So <gasps> there it is. There it is. And so, mm-hmm. yes, listeners, you are in the right place. If that's what you're after, you found it. Welcome to the Two Wizards podcast here once again. And my name is Josh and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And yeah, welcome back, guys. Here we are again in our wizard's tower, mm-hmm. back to peer into that void so that you don't have to. Yeah. And um, I don't know if this is a sleep aid. I really hope it's not, but I guess time will tell. You know what is a sleep aid, though, What's typically? That? Like, mm-hmm. you don't use it as such, but, you know, if you're like me and I know I am, you dabble in it from time to time, and you use your uh, wizard's cup as a sleep Ooh, aid if yep. there's something super strong in it. But tonight... I know for a fact that neither one of us has something super strong. Josh, I told you to get something. What are you drinking on? Well, now it is my turn to wear the mantle of shame, the mantle of failing the wizard cup uh, quest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. I, yeah, I just just didn't get out of the house today, uh, alas. But but I but I am still falling back on my sort of like expanded ranch water I'm, I'm realizing i'm getting more and more away from that but so so while i do not have the the secret drink du jour i do have cayman jack uh premium malt beverage margaritas so i have uh a plethora of flavored margaritas made with lime juice and agave nectar so so you're saying without violating somebody's certain copyright that you're pretty close to being in margaritaville yeah, pretty close, I would say. Okay, you know what? I can I can work with that. I can okay. still work that into tonight's uh, deal. Okay, great. Yeah, because again, I, you know, I I do feel badly that I was not able to uh, go out on that fetch quest for. Uh, for this episode. <laughs> That's okay, because I gave you the worst one possible. I oh, I okay. uh, I had asked listeners, I had asked Josh to go get a Budweiser, classic OG Budweiser, and he texted me back, "Oh, is Bud Light okay?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking care. It's Bud. It's Budweiser, man. Get yeah. whatever isn't the most evil that won't murder you. To, like that'll let you still be a wizard tomorrow." Right. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. So I, but I went to the store and. Like, broke a blood oath to God and bought a 12-pack of Budweiser. And I'm just, like, looking at it. And I'm like, I would rather drink a fucking Four loco Apple than I would this Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And, well, and okay. And also, listeners should should know. Uh, I, I think, I think fortunately, the furor has kind of died down. We are we are not a political podcast. We wizards transcend the, the petty politics of this mortal coil. 
Uh, so yeah, we we don't have any problem drinking Bud Light. We don't have any problem not drinking Bud Light. We wizards don't care about that. We we've had a whole lot worse, and we're gonna have a we're, we're gonna have can, we're we're gonna continue to have even worse things than we've already drunk. So before you add us uh, about whatever, just know that we wizards do not give a flying fuck. <laughs> Much like the reboot of Velma, we two wizards are. I would say, for all intents and purposes, woke. But at the same time, we don't have a problem with Budweiser, just like we don't have a problem with the reboot of Velma, but collectively, fuck Budweiser the company, and fuck Mindy Kaling. Right, it it is. (laughs) We don't drink Budweiser because I used to work for them, and they're an evil company, and I swore blood oath to God when I quit that I would never drink them again. Yeah. Like, that's why I hate Budweiser. Like, (laughs) Yeah, and that was years. That was years ago before all this stuff. And, And yes, I think we are... We are woke, but not in, but but even then, not in like the, the sort of typical uh, understanding today. W- when we say woke, that means our third wizard eye has been o- awakened. Uh, we're 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 woke in that sense. <laughs> none of this, none of this, whatever. Like, ah, oh, I'm going to put up a yard sign. Like, no, we 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 are well beyond that. We are woke to things that would give you nightmares. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, and I promise we'll get off politics here in a second, but, like, they put out that survey, and I want to say it was two GOP Republicans, and they're saying, what does woke mean? And something like 60% couldn't classify it, but they knew that they hated the term, and I'm just like, oh, my God, you guys guys live through the fucking McCarthy era, and you're like, oh, my God, how fucking dumb can you be? Anyway, okay. It is. All right, so the reason why I made you pick Budweiser, but you didn't get it, and you got Margaritaville anyway, that's going to be okay, we're going to work into that in a little bit, and the answer will be revealed a little bit later on in the episode. Well, fair enough. For, for right now, listeners, just know that I was going to make Josh do something bad. Okay. And I'm glad he doesn't have to. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Well, Fuck uh, Budweiser. Indeed. Indeed. And taking an oblivion-seeking slurp. Here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Oh, man. Mm. 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 All right, I'm going to go yell at Amanda. <laughs> um, I'm going to go get a fight over beer pong. Um, <laughs> See, and that's the other thing. Jesus Right, like, like, like going back. Uh, I, I mean, one, yeah, the people who unironically drink Bud or Bud Light, like, just you have no grounding to, you have no ground to stand on to make any sort of proclamations about this or that. It's like, no, dude, like you, you sincerely drink uh, terrible beer from a like giant international. Con- conglomeration uh and then you're gonna say like oh no this is this is quick somebody give me a Clydesdale like no get out of here with that um just yeah just just not even not even it's just never gonna be good <laughs> but you know like we talk all the time about PBR how inconsistently wonderful it is like mm-hmm. same 12 pack of PBR you can get an amazing PBR and a skunky as shit right. PBR. Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of like the charm of it. Budweiser, like I might well, as well be go, I might as well be back to, you know, having no sense of smell or taste. Cause like, I recognize <laughs> there's something cold and on my tongue and I look at it and looks like pee, but I do. Well, and, uh, but yeah. Okay. But, but you're, you're right. As, as, as much as I think we'd both love to, uh, just yeah, spin this into a new loose robes episode where we just dunk on Budweiser mercilessly for an hour and a half. As yes. much as as much yes. as we both want to do that so badly. 
Instead, what what are we talking about today, Mark? Today, Josh, we are talking about audio phenomenon. Ooh, very yeah. interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. So before we get too ahead of ourselves, I want to ask you a question. So how many people do you need to experience a thing for it to be taken as real, right? Mm. So like generations of people will tell you that there are sea lake monsters living under Rattlesnake Island in Lake Okanagan. Right, right. We've seen them. We don't have one, but God damn it, a lot of people have seen them and they're real. Um, Herodotus took, you know, accountings from multiple sources and kind of like cobbled them together to get his histories. And while some of it was like real and good, he also got multicolored rainbows of Indian cum. Right. <laughs> what's real, what's not. Um, three people were in the car during the Cash Landrum event. At least one of those people got advanced cancer from radiation poisoning. Yeah. Was that UFO real? Well, the cancer was real, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Jesus, and Jesus is real to some people. So how many people does it take to make something, to first to come together and agree that a thing is real? Literally, you can have pounds of evidence for a thing, but we still can't agree upon it, even though it's been occurring for hundreds of years across the entire planet, and you just won't have a satisfying answer. And Josh, tonight, I hope that you are ready to be so unsatisfied, good buddy. Oh my God. <laughs> will will you leave me so un- unsatisfied? And, and, and the answer is yes. Some, sometimes yes. <laughs> whilst, whilst. <laughs> Or I guess verily, verily. Verily, verily. Um, But tonight is also cool because normally when we're doing this, I'm sending you pictures as I'm describing shit and I'm shouting out, listeners, two wizard pods, see one on Twitter. You can look at these two. And no one's looking at them and no one gets them. (laughs) Then you open up your phone and go, oh my God, that's that stupid leech that's as long as the guy's arm. Son of a bitch, Mark. I hate you. (laughs) Tonight, because we are dealing with audio phenomenon, we have access to all this shit so listeners and josh you are going to be privy to all the crap that i got to listen to and i'm going to be cutting it in tonight i am so excited which that also makes and again this being a podcast this being an 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 aural experience yeah that only makes sense instead of like god geez now i have to log into twitter or i have to check out the facebook page like no you get to you you get to Uncover the bits and scraps of uh, these 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 very weird things right here along with us because you're listening. Yeah, absolutely. So we are talking about all things weird or all weird sounds. Josh, what's the weirdest sound you got off the top of your head, buddy? Oh, oh boy. Okay, this is going to be a deep pull. Right. You know, we, we've talked about sometimes uh, 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 evidence degrading. Yeah, like losing losing the material value. I, I think I think this is also sadly losing some of its fidelity. I can't say that I experienced this in person, but it is a phenomenon that I have listened to many times and I've pondered many times. Uh, and it is also a callback to the golden age of the internet. Uh, and that is the Grape Stomp video. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Which, listeners, if you're not sure what that is, this was, what, circa 2006, 2007, something like that? A uh, local news channel in somewhere, doesn't even matter, sent sent one of their reporters out. Because at the local winery, there was going to be a big, hey, it's big, great, great festival, great festival season. And so come on down, bring the family, it's all fun. And as they're doing this, as a, as a promo thing, the reporter is talking to one of the vineyard uh, workers there. And they're stomping grapes, they're stomping grapes in a big button. Uh, in a big uh, a bucket, rather, because it was going to be a contest. How much grape juice can you extract 
from stomping. And so the reporter, having fun, says, okay, that's it. Time's up. Uh, but then she, man, and hubris, <laughs> the hubris of <laughs> The same reporter tries to be sneaky and, like, get an extra few stomps in, even though she called time. And in doing so, was hoist by her own petard. That was her hamartia. <laughs> uh, loses her footing, falls out of the bucket, falls off this little platform, and lands, I guess, on her throat or something. <laughs> and so, yeah, she proceeds to make these poor, piteous sounds uh, that I will not replicate. I will not bastardize it by trying to replicate it. But go to YouTube, look up Grape Stomp, and you will know exactly <laughs> you will hear exactly what... I heard many times listening uh, in the computer lab at Adam State University. Saturday, he's stopped music, eating international foods, having wine tours and tasting, vineyard tours, seminars, arts and crafts. It's a lot of fun, a whole day. Stop. Oh, 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 stop, oh, stop, oh, 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 I can't breathe. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. I think she's actually hurt. No, there. I think she is. Yeah, she's Ouch. hurt. She took a hard fall off there. Okay. Boy, gosh, I hope she's okay. Okay. Mm. And uh, so, so, yeah, that's that's probably one of the strangest, weirdest things that I have ever heard, I guess, vicariously. But the, that also kind of goes to your point, right? Like, does that count? It, it was it was a second hand or like a third hand. It was a mediated experience because I was listening to this through YouTube. Does that still count? I say it does. Okay, fair enough. But, and I'll take it that, like I say, there's no right or wrong answer yeah. to this deal because I'm still not sure where to come down. Part two is literally going to be me not supporting you with any YouTube evidence because it's all so much evidence that, mm. and such things that are so easy to fake that, Ooh, you know, yeah. what do you where do you come down on what's real and what's not? And at the end of the day, you can't. So I just go, hey, listeners and Josh, I welcome you to go check this out. But we're going to check that out later. Right now, okay. we are going to start where you and I as two wizards typically do and where all life on this planet did the sea. Ah, yes. Yay. The sea. And I know the what sea. you're all thinking. Oh shit. Mark is going to talk about the bloop. Mark has gone hack. Mark <laughs> now in the sixth season of two wizards ha has lost his edge and is just scrambling for content and listeners. You are right. This is the bloop. <laughs> we're, we're, we're right. That's just it though. It is, you know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. If we're going to do, an episode on mountains. Yeah, we're going to talk about Everest. You know, we just we, we just have yeah. to. We just have to. <laughs> Do you know anything about the bloop? And I promise I won't ask you all about these, yeah. but this is a famous case. Do you know anything about the bloop? Yeah, I, I just I just know that it was very famous. Uh, no, and, and nobody knew. Nobody knew what it was. All these like, uh, like the entire U.S. Navy had no idea what was going on, and it was just very this this very mysterious bloop that. Nobody could explain. Yeah. It. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's maybe one of the most famous sounds that we've ever recorded. Mm. Um, and like you're saying, it, it was a huge mystery. Uh, the mystery goes like this, though. Um, in 1997, there was a team of scientists from NOAA's uh, Pacific Marine Environmental Lab, or PAMEL. Mm. And these good scientists on the PAMEL, they placed a series of hydrophones that spread over 3,000 kilometers. Oh, wow. Okay. And their purpose in this was to try and listen to underwater volcanic activity Ooh. and just see what they can hear from it. That is already number one 
the coolest thing I've ever heard while still being like the nerdiest. Cause like, you know, I get bored sitting here editing our stuff. I can't imagine listening to like raw hours of ocean footage for, or, you know, ocean footage for like four hours at a time to go, Oh shit, there's a volcano. I heard it like yeah. just once, oh you God. know, like, right. Yeah. That's some, <laughs> that's some dedication right there. <laughs> like, yeah, I, Still, I you know what? Sign me up. I'm gonna go chill at Pamel. Let's do this deal. I know I, I'll use I'll use Audacity Pamel. It's okay. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so this team got more than they bargained for when they picked up this weird sound that appeared out of nowhere. Um. It was rapid. It was loud, and it wasn't like anything that anybody had ever heard. And Josh, remember, these are Noah scientists. They are accustomed to all manners of thassalic sound, mm-hmm. be it man-made or whale-made or something in between. Now, Josh, this is that sound. I love... I love that what you see on the label is exactly what you get in the box. Yep. Just because it is. Just this little... That that one little sound was enough to like ignite the scientific world on fire. All at once, we we were start we started scrambling to figure out what the hell this thing was. We didn't know. Like nothing like this had ever been heard before. Um, it occurred across the span. It flagged several mics. Like so, it told us that it was big. Um, we sort of assumed that it was organic just because of the way that it sounded. But Josh, what the hell was it? Was it Cthulhu? Well, according to four different articles that I read, the bloop originated only 1,400 kilometers from uh, Rullier. So oh, shoot. what's 1,400 kilometers when you're Cthulhu? That's got to be like my distance from like my place to my, you know, place of work. It's it, what, yeah. what a quarter mile. Like yeah. when you're a, when a mountain walks, how long is that? I don't know. Hop, skip and a jump. Mm-hmm. It's lamer than that. It wasn't Cthulhu. Uh, it wasn't horny whales. It wasn't, I don't know. Um, Nazis chilling with aliens in the sub pan, <laughs> in Antarctica. Um, it was something a little bit lamer, but still kind of cool. Uh, during a five year survey of the Drake Strait that ended in 2010, Scientists found sounds that were highly similar, if not almost identical, to what we thought the bloop was. And these were coming from icebergs as they were shifting. Now, icebergs shouldn't shift. Mm, Okay. They do because they're getting smaller, Josh. So the real horror here isn't, you know, Cthulhu or something living under the sea. It's just global warming. (laughs) Yeah. But one caveat, we're only pretty sure that it's iceberg shifting. We still don't know for sure, just like almost everything else tonight. Okay, yeah, yeah. No no definitive answers for, for, for any of these. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, our second one tonight, because we're, we're just going to shotgun through these. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Another one that we don't know for sure, but I think is super cool, is Julia. Uh, the Julius signal was taken on March 1st, 1999 from uh, NOAA's Pacific Equatorial Station. So once again, NOAA. Um, this sound was heard for 3,000 miles in every direction, and it lasted about two minutes. Holy cow.
again, it sounds like, I don't know, like a, a whale speaking through a kazoo and saying, Julia. It's really weird. I don't know what um, pareidolia is when it's like oh yeah audio based mm-hmm. but man this this week really kicked my like sonic pareidolia sonic the pareidolia child <laughs> it's running into my head at supersonic speeds yeah i i, I don't know man that is a that is a well because well it's also um it's reminding me of the of the um uh oh what was it like yanni or laurel phenomenon remember that from like i don't know six seven years ago i don't think i do okay so yeah so just just a real quick tangent um yeah this was i think this was around the same time as like is the dress white and gold or blue and black uh i want to say it was like a little sound effect where if you told yourself it sounded like the voice was saying uh yanni you would hear yanni but then if you told yourself no it's actually saying laurel you would hear it say laurel and wow yeah and so it was it, it was that kind of a thing it was that kind of a thing too uh and then the, the the one that i almost conflated the two um is uh there's a yeah there this one this one was uh mcdonald's happy meal toy uh from from ben 10 and it was apparently a little action figure that if you click the button <clears throat> it would it would say uh the character's name and, and i think it was brainstorm and be like brain okay. brainstorm but then some people would say like what the hell are you talking about it's saying green needle it's like what what how are you hearing green needle when it clear but then but then you, you do it you like convince yourself oh it's saying this and then that's what you hear so i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know if we have and it was it was like that brief moment like that month of I don't know, like December in 2016, where everybody was like losing their minds. Like, what is what is, is this dress blue or blue? I remember stopping uh, one of my classes in high school because my students all found out about it. And so, of course, I had to pull it up on the projectors. Like, all right, let's 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 finish this once and for all. And then you can get back to reading this, I don't know, poem. <laughs> I was your student. That was the year I was your student teacher. And then you pulled it up and they're yeah. like, what do you see, mister? And I was like, I'm colorblind, guys. I don't know what yeah. I see. Yeah, and they were like, and oh. they got mad at me. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry, sorry. So yeah, so there, nah, there no, no, dude, not at all. No, that's that's exactly what we're talking about tonight. Is tonight's episode is titled "Did you hear that?" Like that's what I'm talking. <laughs> when this pops up on your Spotify, it's gonna be "Did you hear that?" Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're 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 100 right, buddy. Anyway, back at the Julia, this one was also. Maybe icebergs. We're pretty damn sure it was icebergs. We could almost say, without saying it was icebergs, that it was icebergs. But Josh, this one is a twist. This is almost like iceberg tectonics in its own misunderstood way. And that the Julia noise is actually an iceberg scraping across the ocean floor. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Okay. So, in my mind, like, duh, there's never going to be an iceberg big or heavy enough to uh, subduct. But it kind of makes me think of like when does an ice when when does a glacier get far enough out to sea and become an iceberg? Mm. And is it still a glacier if it's you know scraping the bottom of the ocean floor? I don't know. Yeah, I mean mm, that's that's super interesting. That's super super interesting. Okay, all right. So it, it sounds like at least so far, 
icebergs seem to be the leading causes here. Like if, if, if you if you are one of these NOAA scientists and you hear something strange that you can't quite figure out, going through your like order of operations, your troubleshooting, first step, could this probably possibly be an iceberg? That that seems to be the main culprit so far. Yeah, more or less, it's it's probably just icebergs. Okay. But you know, icebergs tied in a kind of thing. What mm. if the iceberg was just the tip of the iceberg? <laughs> All right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't see that one coming up. Um, Last one on our weird little list of like, what is probably just iceberg noise is uh, I'm including this one because honestly, it makes me feel really uncomfortable and pareidolia gonna pareidolia eight. I don't know. Uh, This is the train. Oh, okay. Uh, This was recorded once again at the NOAA Equatorial Research Station. And literally, this is all that I have on it is what Wikipedia said and this recording. This is the train. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is, yeah, just another layer of creepiness. If you're trying to hear this, and then yeah, like an actual chain rolls. <laughs> and yeah, Mark wouldn't you know call me a son of a gun if that doesn't sound exactly like, again, some underwater train that's also through a kazoo or something. <laughs> Well, yeah, Josh, all underwater technology is kazoo power. (laughs) 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 Oh, future Mark, get a kazoo and recut the the title theme. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, and that was also much more uh, prolonged and sustained than the than the other two. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and again, we don't know. They they say ice quakes, but mm. I prefer to believe that like somewhere on the bottom of the ocean floor is there is like you know a train and like the conductor is an octopus. Right. And yeah. yeah. Like a, yeah, they got like separated cars and like in the dining car it's all just sharks and no one goes in there and <laughs> you know the crab car or you know there's one car with a bunch of fish in it and that's like business class because they're packed in like sardines and they're pissed and moaning because the train right. is delayed somehow and. <laughs> you know, unscheduled whale fall. Right, yeah, yeah, it's, it's blocked the track there. and um, There's a train derailment in northern Atlantis because they weren't taking care of their train brakes, and the Atlantean governor really kind of just crapped the bed on that one, but <laughs> the wheels are sand dollars. Yeah, it's... oh my god, this is adorable. I want this now. <laughs> I want a little underwater train. <laughs> All the conductors are like clams with human bodies. It's great. <laughs> Well, and they all wear suits for some reason. I don't know. Well, and 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 that's how they punch your ticket. They say ticket, sir, and then they hold it out, and then they go chomp, and they chomp on it with their little clamps. <laughs> Join us next week when two wizards do Thomas Thomas the fish tank engine. 
Oh man. Well, also <laughs> anyway, it it, it should <laughs> yeah. be noted um, that in the description, at least for these last three sounds for for Bloop and Julia and Train, um, it says that they've been sped up sixteen times from the from the actual sound. Yes. So yes, and, and I don't know if that was something you're going to get into as well. So like, man, imagine. I mean, I, I guess that's probably how you get through just this God, just this, this God blessed amount of data. Like you have to play everything at six times or at, at 16 times speed, uh, just, to, just to get through it all. And then, yeah, something like a bloop or a Julia or whatever is going to stand out like crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I might, I, if I was a good wizard, I would slow them down and play them once it, whatever 16 times normal was. And then what they were presented as, but yeah. I ain't that good of a wizard, man. Well, yeah, but then, so, right, so Train, that one was almost 40 seconds, so... Yeah, if you, that would be a minute. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 if, if you multiplied that by 16, that'd be like 12 minutes of just low gargle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh, ready? Let's listen, and just Here radio go. silence with... <laughs> 12 minutes. Ooh. I can oh. hear it, I can hear Ooh. the little sand dollars. <laughs> chicka, 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 and then chicka, I'm just on mic in the back... Oh. oh, there. Did you hear it? I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> On a board. Son of a bitch. I heard that too. I heard that too. That's so weird. There's a goddamn undersea train. <laughs> <laughs> Platform nine and three shore tours. Oh my God. Where'd all the wizard clams go? <laughs> okay. I'm done. Sorry. No, <laughs> um, so, this wouldn't be two wizards. I'm not gonna. I promise, I'm not gonna get all cryptidy and weird tonight. But I'm gonna get a little cryptidy and a little bit weird. And this yeah. wouldn't be two wizards if I didn't. Yeah, totally. I think, matter of fact, I might be contractually obligated to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but so either this is a kind of sad story, hmm. or it's a cautionary tale that being a contrarian asshole is a really good way to exclude yourself from others and society. Okay. Um, the next thing we're going to look at tonight is something called uh, Blue 52, or oh. The Unknown Whale. Blue 52. And, and, and this is not a uh, uh, Peyton Manning audible. Because um, that was Blue 42. This is Blue 52. I, I believe, yeah. I don't, <laughs> oh, shit. Did you see uh, Jets picked up Rodgers, by the way? Not to totally break KFA, oh, but... Woo, Packers are going to go to the playoffs this year go, because buddy. we ain't got fucking Captain Deadweight Horse Tranquilizer to take us down. <laughs> Let's go. I was, like, excited at work. My boss was like, all right, Mark, it's cool. I was like, shut up. You don't get it. And he gets it. But uh, No, it is not a uh, Peyton Manning audible mm. there, Josh. It might be. I'm not sure because sometimes I don't know what Peyton Manning was thinking or doing. Just like we don't really know what this guy is thinking or doing. Because Blue 52 is an unknown species of whale. We don't know its age. We don't know its gender. And we don't even know what it looks like. But we do know that this whale known as Blue 52 has decided to do its own whale thing. Likely with whale blackjack and whale hookers. (laughs) I just assume. The whole time I was reading about this cat, I was like, this guy was just Bender. And he, I'm going to be a whale on my own. I'm going to make my own pod with blackjack and hookers. Uh, Blue 52 appeared on the local scene in 1989 in the waters off the like coast of Washington. Okay. 
Um, he popped up, or it popped up, by having the freshest, most unique sound that anybody had ever heard come out of a whale before. That is, it is higher in frequency, shorter, and it occurs more frequently than other whales. I now, we are pretty sure that Blue 52 is either a blue whale or a fin whale, based off of the way that it sounds and the way that the song is sung, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, so every whale has its own type of song. Mm -hmm. They vary species to species. And I also got to learn there's a cool difference between, like, baleen whales, um, which resonate through something like a larynx. It's not a larynx like you and I have, but it is a larynx, larynx like you and I have. Mm -hmm. And they are literally singing versus, like, the toothed whales, like dolphins, orcas, and sperm whales that click at ultra-rapid frequencies based off of uh, organs inside their head, which act as a sonar. Which act as a sonar. I also want to point out that a sperm whale can click so loudly that it can destabilize the cell walls in your body and pop you internally like a fucking explosion. <laughs> There is that really famous video of the, dive, of the skin diver swimming next to the sperm whales that are sleeping up and down. Oh, right, yeah. And apparently that's a super dangerous position to be in because just sperm whales talking can destabilize cells if you're too close to them. That's how loud a sperm whale click is. That's, well, and, 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 and because water uh, carries sound waves so much more effectively and efficiently than air. Like, yeah, man. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Sperm whales are sperm whales are kind of the shit. Like yeah. they're amazing. But in the case of blue, we're pretty sure it's either a blue whale or a fin whale. Now, blue whales are known to sing between the ten and thirty-nine hertz region, whereas fin whales stay at about twenty. Mm -hmm. uh, blue sings at. Any, you want to guess what frequency blue fifty-two shoots out there, Josh, or sings out there, Josh? I mean, I'm gonna take a shot in the dark here and say fifty-two. Well, you're right. <laughs> 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 Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> um, according to a paper about whale calls from 1995, the 52 hertz call of this whale, and this is so this paper is directly referencing the first time that we heard blue 52. Um, this was a survey of whale calls that was written in 95, so this is when they picked it up initially in 89, but it also keeps reappearing, so we've listened to blue for years okay. at this point. Okay, sure. <clears throat> The 52 hertz calls of this whale are highly variable in their pattern of repetition, duration, and sequence, although they are easily identifiable due to their frequency and their characteristic clustering. These calls have deepened slightly to around 50 hertz since 1992, suggesting that the whale has grown or matured. Okay, all right. Which, number one, I think that's cute. Its voice got a little bit deeper right, as it yeah. got older. Hey, it went through whale puberty, and at one point it was like, you know, the 186 hertz yeah. whale. Yeah. But only when it got really frustrated and, you know, had to make a point. Yeah. Why Why do you guys keep eating all the krill before I get there? Not cool, man. <laughs> it's just my barnacles, man. I can't do anything for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would also make sense, yeah, that he's going off by himself, like... Man, nobody else in the pod gets me. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to make my own pod with blackjack and hookers. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of this wonky pod of one whale, uh, Blue has its, own, it has its own migration path that doesn't adhere to any other species. Oh boy. It moves a lot like a blue whale, but it does it with the timing of a fin whale, further deepening the mystery. Oh, 
Um, we know that it generally follows its own path that it's been following for years, and we know this because we keep hearing it sing. Whales sing everywhere we they go. You can hear this sing, and it's unique, moving up and down coastlines. It's it's really cool that you get just this like echo of a whale passing through in the middle of whenever the hell this whale decided to swim through. I don't know, I don't know exactly why, but right now. I was like, okay, I don't know if I like this anymore. Because it's one thing to talk about, like, oh, yeah, this cute little whale that has this, like, unusually high voice and he's kind of off by himself. But when you put it in terms of, like, yeah, we, like, it kind of, it has a completely different migratory, like, pattern. It's like, okay, this thing, this is a thing. This is a real thing. And we don't know what it is. And it's, yeah, some sort of cryptid whale or something like that. I... I'm I'm not so far into like I I hate this thing now, but I'm just like oh boy, that's a that's a punch of reality I was not quite ready for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if this is gonna make you feel better or worse, but um, so this uh, sonic based cryptid is still alive and well. Um, we heard Blue Fifty Two last year. Oh my god! And. According to at least one report, they are pretty sure that they picked up a second set of 52 hertz whale calls. So either this whale recruited another whale, picked up a secondary whale, and taught it how to sing like a dumb shit. Or this might actually be a separate species of whale that we're only now finding the second one to in the last 30 whatever years. Okay, now I'm I'm on board. I was like, yeah, okay, no, sweet, we got to find find more of this. I also am entertaining the idea... Yeah, maybe this thing is like a blue whale or something, um, but it has the uh, the whale equivalent of a speech in impediment or something like that. <laughs> oh. Which, hey, I can make that joke because I have a stutter. I I have a stutter card, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, like if this is the equivalent of him doing like an Elmer Fudd or... Uh, having a lisp or something, but it, but his, but his register is just way up. It's just way up high. <laughs> oh, that kind of bums me out a little bit. Oh, no, it's great. Elmer Fudd, the whale, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting quill. <laughs> what, right. And, and is, uh, is that like the 50 Hertz? Range? Oh, We need speech impediment representation in Wales. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to, but I've got a link to Blue 52 set up. If you want to pull that up real quick and just check it out. Yes. And I'm also, listeners, don't worry. I've also cut in Blue and Fin Whale sounds when I was talking about Blue oh, okay. and Fin Whales. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So really quick, I'll, here's one, here's two, and then here's three with uh, Blue 52. I know I have my little moment of doubt there, my little crisis of doubt. I am 100% on board Team Blue 52. Uh, man, that's so that's so stinking cool. 
Eat. It's pretty neat, right? Like, right. And, and this, Josh, this is why I get so horned up about all the other cryptids, because like, this is a cryptid, and this is a real, this is a real yeah. life cryptid. We, we to this day have never seen this whale, but we have heard it a ton of times. Ah, that's so stinking cool. Yeah, man. Damn. We've heard it enough to like make its own migration pattern, or 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 here's the other here's the other flip of it, right? It doesn't exist. Um. This is like a, a deep state psyop out of Russia or something to just totally fuck with us. Man. And they just made this whale recording and just pinged it. Just and they're like, We'll trick Americans by making silly migration pattern. You will look fool now. Like they're, maybe that's it. Either one, I don't care, because I kinda hope it's that one. I really hope it's just like the Russians getting up to Scooby Doo bullshit to keep us out of like, I don't know, the Puget Sound or something, but like, man, I Either way, it's great. Yeah, right. yeah, or yeah, yeah. They're trying to pull a an incredible Mr. Limpet on us. <laughs> they get the Russian version of Don Knotts. He's like, comrade, you will you will hide in submarine with microphone and make high pitched whale noises. And then it says, well, 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 oh, geez, if you say so. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, golly, the Ruski's made up a whale. <laughs> oh, those rents will stoop to anything, and they named it Blue 52 to throw us off? Oh, <laughs> oh man. See, look, no matter what this thing turns out to be, it's going to be incredible. And even if we still don't know for a while, just having that mystery, because that's, that's the other great part about Cryptids 2, is right, like getting, getting to indulge in this mystery and this awe of not knowing uh okay no yeah i'm i'm fully on board uh team blue blue 52 blue 52 blue 52 (laughs) five yard penalty improper use of migration patterns (laughs) this will be a first down all I'm saying is, um, man, the draft for Cryptid Olympics Part 2, it's going to be pretty, pretty heated, Mark. It's going to be pretty heated draft here. <laughs> oh, you mean when we do Cryptid Olympics Part 3, Making the Band? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's too, that's too Ooh, bad. Cryptid Survivor would be a good, or just Cryptid Reality TV oh. would be a good one. Like oh Josh, there it is. Cryptid fucking day Cryptid the Bachelor. Crypt okay, no, that's it. Brilliant. I love it. Cryptid the Bachelor. <laughs> right. Alright, so uh we're moving on here. But I think it's time to reveal the reason behind our wizards mm-hmm. cups for tonight, right? Okay. Well, and also speak speaking of, so now I'm moving on to again, Cayman Jack uh Mango Margarita. Cayman so Jack Mango. mango. Okay. Is this um or do Cayman Jacks have like the uh, vitamin fortification? Um, not to my knowledge. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing any, or I mean, maybe it just says made with mango juice and agave nectar. So whatever right. naturally is in there. Yeah. We're probably getting some vitamin C or something. Get some vitamin C. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm still on Budweiser. Yeah. So, um, okay. I don't know how to do this, but man. Okay. So if I were to sing you a song about a cheeseburger in paradise or maybe like um, um, yeah. a city composed entirely of margaritas, or um, a pirate observing and reflecting on turning middle age. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe I do. Who, who who would that be? 
I think that would be one uh, James Jimmy Buffett. James Jimmy the Parrothead Buffett, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And if I were to come at you and I was spouting all this good shit about how, like, I think it's bullshit that Budweiser went and got woke, I'm just going to quit drinking them all together, and you would come at me with all your Margaritaville shit, and I'd come at you with all my Budweiser shit, and unanimously we would both come together and say, okay, Boomer. Josh, we're going to talk about ex- mysterious explosions in the sky. Or booms. That was the tenuous joke that I wrote yesterday way too early and made a point to remember to tell you to get goddamn Budweiser. Okay, Boomer. Was it funny? No. Was it worth it? No. Did I take two and a half minutes to explain the premise? Yes, I did, but I don't give a fuck. Here's on you, good buddy. Cheers, sir. Oh. I've had two of these and I already feel terrible. <laughs> no, it's it's weird, man. It is like uncanny. And I know I've are, well, and, and and I've gotten on my high horse before about like my my cheap beer to rehydrate is Coors Light, and I'm steering in into that skid. But yeah, like I I could probably count the number of buds uh, that I've had in my entire life just on one hand, just because I don't I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Everyone should like it's so bad. Everyone, it's bad. Yeah, but uh, oh. but but hopefully, yeah, we can we can use that as a different sort of jet fuel, I guess, uh, to talk about. Yeah, these these weird, strange explosions, booms, booms in the sky. Get ready to melt the steel beams of your mind <laughs> as your worldview comes crashing down about you. Don't worry, buddy. It's an inside job because I'm in your ear telling you all about it. <laughs> And I'm making the frogs gay, too. (laughs) Well, so, anyway, before we press on, I would like to point something out really quick. Um, This next segment and the last segment are sort of predicated upon the fact that they've existed for forever, but we didn't really start noticing them until about 2005. Oh, okay. Um, In 2005... we suddenly started carrying these like mini computers in our hands that had the ability to record like higher than ever possible uh, sound and video, like right in your hand. We all started carrying them, and so suddenly people would hear something and whip out this big old iPhone Series One and record what they were hearing. And mm-hmm. this, coupled with like the burgeoning thing, the burgeoning beauty that was YouTube before it lived long enough to see itself become the villain. Um, you get a lot of these people all kind of coming together and going, I heard this weird thing. Did you hear this weird thing? Now, while that is super, super cool, and we can kind of isolate it to like 2005, it also makes all of like this next segment kind of tough to get around because it is so easy just to fake a video of sound coming out of clear yeah. blue sky. Yeah, that is, th- that is the blessing and the curse of having these little devices that, yeah, you... you you could very easily take take a video, take an audio recording, but then you could also just as easily, yeah, fake that shit. I, I mean, literally, I was trying to explain to my coworkers today about this. Like, I could probably make a deep fake just out of the 200-ish hours that I have of my, me talking. You know what I mean? I could probably, oh, yeah. like, oh, easy. I could implicate easy. myself in the events of, like, Pearl Harbor, you know? <laughs> just no problem at all. Um, but so to that end, like, audio over just a video is is Mm -hmm. nothing at all to fake so where section one was me like playing all these clips and backtracking what i was talking about this one i'm not because i don't want to play something that is real or isn't real 
But I kind of okay. approach this as either it is real and it's super cool and spooky or someone took the time to do it. Um, so either all this is highly documented or highly hoaxed or it's both. And I don't care, but I welcome you, Josh and listeners, please just go out there and look at these damn icebergs for themselves and you make your own decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. So we are coming up from under the sea to just slightly above it to anywhere that is coastal in the world. But for right now, we are going to the Carolina coast. And the reason we're starting here is because this one is one of the most recent that does not have the explanation. This happened as of January 22nd of this year, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, According to Facebook posts and other social media, a loud blast was re- was heard by residents of North Car- of coastal North Carolina. Just most of, if you were on the coast in Carolina, you fucking heard this. Um, this blast was loud enough that it rattled windows, triggered car alarms, and some people in some spots also said they could feel like the earth shaking. Just a little oh, bit. Oh, shoot. Okay. Very loud. It's standing under a firework that went off too low. It's that feeling of concussion. Right, right. Now, this blast that occurred on January 22nd, 2023, was not an isolated event. It was not a rare event. It wasn't even that cool or out of the ordinary. In fact, it's so mundane that we just kind of bullshit about it on Facebook and we call it good. This phenomenon occurs along all coastal regions within the world. Uh, More on that in just a minute. What we're calling them tonight, just for sake of purpose, is something called a Seneca gun. Hmm, okay. this is named for Lake Seneca in upstate New York, um, mm. where this type of just loud, apropos of nothing boom is frequently heard. Mm. It is ne- All right. These uh, Seneca guns are never heard out at sea, but you will always hear them on the coast. And pretty much everybody just kind of has one. Um uh, uh, so, like, I, I'm not going to read off the Wikipedia list of names. The one that stood out to me is the Japanese called them the Uminari, the cries out of the sea. Mm. And um, the Italians call them Brontidi, or little thunders. <laughs> Which I think is cuter. I like, I just like the idea of Italians cute. trying to name shit. Like, oh, what is it a sound? It's a little thunder. Oh, you're the best meteorologist in the village. <laughs> Oh, you're the best, uh, whatever a cryptozoologist for the sky is. Meteor zoo mm. cryptozoologist. I don't know. Quit. Uh, <laughs> give up all your head, Mark. Um, <laughs> and I know what you're thinking, Josh. I know what you're thinking. Wow, Mark, loud booms that occur over the coast. You're going to sit here and put your dick out, not only for the hacky is all hell bloop, but you're going to sit here and convince me that sonic booms are an auditory phenomenon? <laughs> Well, no, fuck you, naysaying Josh that lives inside of my head and colors most of the choices that I make when it comes to this podcast. But I'm really glad that you brought that up. Let's take a moment to talk about sonic booms. Mm, Yes, yes, indeed. The sonic boom is a projectile attack used by Guile and Charlie Nash in Street Fighter series. In order to achieve a sonic boom, one needs to hold back, forward, then punch. And then, if you do it right, Crimson Viper will chuck Barry all over you. (laughs) That was a stamper joke that I wrote only for you, Josh that lives in my head. In reality, sonic booms are the shock wave that is produced when an object breaks the speed of sound, or 342, no, sorry, 343 uh, kilometers per second, or meters per second. Mm-hmm. Yep. What is that? It's, uh, it's like, uh, what, like almost 700? Maybe a little more than 700 miles per hour? I think it's something yeah, like that. Yeah, real close to that. Real, 
Real What's close that? to it, the, right there, yeah. So as this object in motion creates the sonic boom, it creates something called a mock cone. And this mock cone forms around the object and produces the breaking of the sound barrier simultaneously every time it passes into a new area. So you hear it as it goes. So a jet flying at this speed that breaks the sound barrier is continually breaking it. So you get a continuous line of sonic boom sound as long as that object maintains that speed, which I think is super cool. And really, that's the easiest explanation for anything we're about to talk about in the next 40 seconds. But it's not, because everything about it is super complicated. Mm. Mostly, that we have been here... To achieve a sonic boom, you need to travel at supersonic speeds. Now, last month in California, I want to say it was March 22nd. I didn't put the date in my notes. But I want to say last month in California, there was a series of these uh, Seneca guns heard along coastal California. Now... As soon as, you know, anybody who reported or, you know, anybody who it was reported to did their due diligence, they found that there were jets doing maneuvers that day. It is 100% plausible that what the people in California were hearing were just jets moving at supersonic speeds. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But the only thing on our planet that can move at supersonic speeds is humans. And we have been hearing Seneca guns since 1850, about 100 years before Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. And no, yeah, Josh, man. I know what you're thinking. The Cree Nation and Poundmaker had not unlocked the, the tech boost for that just quite yet. Right, yeah, they didn't get the uh, inspiration bonus. Um, so yeah. I don't even know what yeah. that one is. Oh, own two oh, drones. For... Own two drones. That's what it is to get uh, That's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Now, Josh, I know what you're thinking. Once again, you that lives inside my head, both because of an earbud and my own personal demons, Mark, how do we know that these were written about as early as 1850? Well, that's right, good buddy. I'm. It was James Fenimore Cooper, the writer who was also uh-huh. behind such American classics as Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. He wrote a story called The Lake Gun, which literally talks about these things for an entire goddamn book. <laughs> um, Josh, if you would be so kind as to pull up your little quote section there, and I have a bit for you from... James Fenimore Cooper's The Late Gun. And I think this little passage kind of sums up what's going on here. Uh, Yes, of course. Perhaps it was, in part, the influence of the Seneca's legend, united to the opinions and statements of the inhabitants of that region, which conspired to make our travelers start in awe and surprise. For certainly, the deep-mouthed cannon never gave forth a more impressive and sudden concussion on the ear. It does indeed sound very much like a gun, said Fuller, after a long pause had enabled him to speak. It is the voice of the great spirit forbidding seawise to fish, answered the Seneca. For a time the demagogue has all the talking to himself, but sooner or later the voice of truth is heard, which is the voice of the Manitou. So, what is the lake gun? It is literally the voice of the creator god. At least to, at least per James... Fenimore Cooper in this story. He did take Seneca legend and kind of, and use that as his inspiration. But so the Seneca tribe had been living in this region and on this lake Seneca. And it gets weird. We started North Carolina. We moved up to New York state. We're talking about the Mm. Seneca guns that are named for a lake in New York, but they're heard across the East coast. It gets a little wonky if you think about it too hard. But the point is, is that these things are reported in native legend that have probably existed for years decades, hundreds of years that Cooper is now distilling into this. 
And this isn't well, and, like yeah. this isn't the like the misrepresentation that we got with like the um the Dark Watchers, where like mm-hmm. we said where people said, oh yeah, it traces back to the Indians. Well, it's not that. It was the you know the native Sp- or the the Spanish immigrants coming in and like taking land and doing their shit with it. But this actually is like the natives going, no no, this is the voice of Manitou. He's yelling at uh Seawise the they're kind of like devil avatar it's just cool okay like it's just no that's yeah that's sweet yeah sympathetic magic we got horned up for what 200 something years ago Mm -hmm. yeah 180 years ago Uh, yeah yeah around that time two theater majors two theater majors (laughs) (laughs) so josh what are these blasts well once again we just don't know and yes i will leave you so unsatisfied but we might have a couple better explanations we already talked about okay. sonic booms and like the case in California. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it is. Right. Um, but many times that just doesn't add up. There's this thing. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, uh, the FAA where they kind of regulate mm-hmm. all like, you know, air traffic control in the country and keep super right. strict and rigid, you know, accounts of it. A lot of times these skyquakes don't, they don't match up with, known air traffic so it can't be just like a jet going supersonic and you know you hear it going right yeah yeah Um, one theory is that it is these little it is vibration from micro earthquakes oh interesting these are wee teeny baby earthquakes that would register like 3.0 or under in the richter scale which wouldn't even pop up on most seismographs like you can you right. you can get some two po- you can get like up to two point five I think but then under that it's really really wonky and hard to catch them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when an earthquake occurs, it's two plates grinding together. When that initial slip occurs and the one plate gives in, you get a shock wave. That is what makes the earthquake. That is your primary wave. And wouldn't you know it, Josh? This does in fact make a noise. Uh, we can't hear it because it's you know the earth quaking below us. But we do hear some type of sound. Some people will report, like, roars with earthquakes. The San Francisco earthquake of 19... Oh, the big one. The big one that rocked San Francisco in, like, 1900. Uh, People reported roaring for hours around this time. Just unknown roaring. There's also, you know, gas escaping and loss of human life at amazing magnitude. But, like, earthquakes (laughs) do make noise. What we're thinking here in this case is that this earthquake is so small and so shallow in the surface that we can actually hear the initial slip. And that slip passes through what we, it passes through sand, especially with the coastal regions. You have a low lying sand bed with silicate. Silicate conducts sound pretty damn well. Mm -hmm. It comes up, you get a boom, 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 boom as it goes down and travels. Maybe. Just, just maybe. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds plausible to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. It might also be a coronal ejection from the sun. Oh, shoot. Okay. The sun gets super horned up. Uh, it creates the corona. The corona escapes in a plasma layer. That plasma ejects radiation just out into the solar system. That radiation smacks into Earth eight minutes later. And we sometimes it might manifest in the creation of sound. Um, one thing that I got to find out was that I kind of knew this already, but as I was looking into this, it's like, well, what sounds does space make? And come to find out, number one, space is apparently noisy as shit. But number two, um, the sun kind of sounds like a saw wave. Oh, interesting. Like, okay. um, So astronauts in the early runs of um, 
the, our rocket program, they were taking recordings of the Van Allen radiation, and it kind of sounds oh, right. like a weird warbly scream. It's really trippy. It's it's cool, guys. Go look up Van Allen radiation sounds. I'm not going to cut yeah. that. Out. That's that's homework for you guys if you want if you want yeah. the extra neatness. Mm-hmm. Um, but these occur in the atmosphere. They're real high up, and if so, part of us is here. Like. There's no reason that, like, it should be so isolated if it's up in the atmosphere. If we're hearing it just in one spot, then it should be the entire, like, eastern seaboard that heard explosions at this time. And we're not. We're not hearing it like that. It's not. It's real isolated. All right. Okay. So this leads into a bigger thing. It's a larger conspiracy. It's a larger part of the iceberg. It's a skyquake, Josh. Wait, what? It's a skyquake, buddy. So, a, squi- a skyquake is what would make this sound in the first place. How does an earthquake start? Two plates rubbing together. How does a skyquake start? We don't really know. But sound is produced somehow. Something happens in our atmosphere. We don't know what it is. And it just produces spontaneous sound. Hmm. It can, it can either be like a low rumble, or it can be like a short, sharp shock, like a thunderclap. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, like, I mean, I can, I can kind of like, I know, like, lightning and thunder is a different kind of thing. But then again, yeah, maybe it's just, yeah, this like kind of phantom thunder thing, because I've heard or 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 some kind of like, very dimly perceived uh, lightning bolt that yeah produces some some big some big boom that's like a uh, thought. Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? Why not? Sure, yeah. I don't know about you. When I was a little kid, I was afraid of thunder, so my grandparents told me it was um, the angels bowling. Yes, I, I I did not hear that directly, but I've I've heard I've heard of that. Uh, yeah, there yeah. there was um, man, I uh, I don't think I've told this story on air, but um, one day walking home from school in fourth grade, and um, you know, there in the San Luis Valley, being an alpine desert, we. Very rarely got rain, but it just so happened to be raining this day, and not too bad. Um, so I'm walking, you know, the four blocks from school back to my house, and and I see the flash, and I think, and then I think in, in the split second, it was like, ah, neat. I just saw, you know, a lightning flash. Let me count. Let me do the counting thing, to, and then I'll see how far the thunder is. So in that microsecond of me thinking, I say like, what? Boom! And it was this enormous. <laughs> this lightning bolt must have struck like a house that I was just walking by. And it was what man. That's what I should have started off with. Like not not a not a weird sound or an unknown sound, but that was a crazy sound for little eleven year old Josh to hear. And so I go yipe and like run the rest of the way. <laughs> run the like two blocks back to my house, and then I think I I don't know if my older brother was there or not. But yeah, like I was, I was a little, little hard of hearing for the next couple of days because that thing was so loud. It was crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe something like that because thunder can also be very, very short and intense, uh, or a, a, a skyquake, or just a skyquake, or just a skyquake. Yeah. Um. So yeah, with thunder, in my case, it was the angels bowling. In this case, um, people who have heard these skyquakes report them. As sounding more like the angels are like doing a reenactment of the psalm, and that it just sounds like sustained, active artillery fire. Uh, mm. In some cases, that people report, some people, I God, I forgot where I wrote, read about it. Somebody heard one in like 1920 something, and it tripped a uh, memory of uh, Great War, and he straight up had a PTSD flashback. 
Holy cow. Yeah. Just I mean, because I that's how it. violent it was. And like, it's, it's loud. It's violent. They also occur everywhere. Uh, these started in the 19th century, Josh. Or they yeah, didn't start, that's... but we started taking note of them along the coastal Indian Bengal region, which is now Bangladesh. They there was reports of these super loud sustain. They reported the the British guys there were like it sounds kind of like cannon fire, but there's no mm. nobody's firing cannons in coastal India. It's just not a thing that's happening. Right. Um. These are also heard running up the Ganges Delta, and I want you to kind of keep that in mind for a little bit later. Mm, okay. Um. People in Germany report hearing them these booms in succession in lakes like coming up out of lakes. Mm. And my favorite little bit here is that Belgian people call them mist pufers. <laughs> because literally this sound, this shockwave in the sky just dissipates the clouds. <laughs> and this was the name they gave back. They gave to it back in the 1800s. Like you could see like low laying fog and suddenly kaboom. And then it all just goes away. <laughs> Uh, these are also crazy common in Canada in the Bay of Fundy. For some reason, it's super common mm. in the Bay of Fundy. They only show up on calm days with a slight breeze. They are they are uh, reported throughout most of Australia, just generally. Again, guys, you can go look all of this up. Look up Skyquake mm. Australia. Look up Skyquake India. Look up Skyquake America. You'll find videos that were probably posted yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but people are hearing something, Josh. We don't know what it is, though. And we still don't know. Now, I mentioned a couple causes, maybe kind of, sort of. Uh, sonic booms. We can rule that out, you know, pre-1950, whatever. Uh, coronal mass ejections. Maybe. But it could be something cooler and a lot more scary than that. Uh, meteors that are dissipating in our atmosphere. They come in, they hit it, and they blow up. And then that sound just runs oh, across shoot. the planet. Oh shoot! Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that is also something that definitely happens, like yeah. a mini Tunguska event. I, my my next note is remember the Tunguska explosion <laughs> that took place in northern Russia, and the blast shook windows in Morocco. So, yeah, like thousand percent plausible. It could be something breaking up in the atmosphere. But if you're like me, Josh, and I know that I am, and I'll stop using that joke. Let's say that you um partook too deeply of the Taco Bell and maybe you get some mm. like mysterious tectonic rumblings and you're down under followed by your own audio phenomenon and your Mrs. Wizard goes what was that and you're like I, I uh Tompkins I don't I don't know what that was <laughs> yeah Josh I made a fart joke and yeah Josh that is literally the explanation that some people give to skyquakes because just like UFOs orbs goblins and sometimes Bigfoot maybe it's just fucking swamp gas that is making these skyquakes <laughs> <laughs> And it almost makes sense. If you look at things like the Ganges River Delta or like Seneca Lake or what I assume are lakes in Germany, and I'm assuming they all kind of follow the same rules, crap floats to the bottom of the lake. It then decays, and that decay outgasses methane, which is crazy combustible. Somehow that methane escapes yeah. and ignites in the atmosphere or just above the lake. Maybe some ill-fated Boy Scout lights a really badly timed fart and <laughs> blows the whole forest apart. We don't really know, <laughs> but it's combustion. And it's going to make a goddamn boom. And if a boom happens out of a lake and no one's around to hear it, does it make a boom? Yeah. Yeah, it probably does. It probably does. You know, that was also honestly something I was thinking too. Because, like, yeah, if, if these are by lakes or, or the coast or something like that, yeah, there's 
There's or, or or even like further down, like maybe not even like decaying organic material. Maybe there's like I don't know some underground cave or something that, um, yeah, like okay. the water slowly seeps into and then it releases some sort of pressurized cave gases or something like that. But uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I like that. I, mean, I like sense. that idea. Um, you also, you sir, are a clever wizard, and yeah, we already knew that, but you uh-huh. kind of already hit this before I even started talking. Um. There's a thing called atmospheric ducting. And this occurs when sound gets trapped in between a warm air, a warm layer of air and a cold layer of air, and it can't escape, so it just reverberates throughout however long oh. the system extends. Now that, Josh, is where you get weird phantom thunder sounds. Like there oh. I know I know that you have experienced this in the valley cuz I get it all the time. Like You'll look out towards like Del Norte or South Fork, and the 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 high peaks are real socked in, and mm-hmm. just it'll be beautiful and sunny in Alamos, and all of a sudden you'll hear a like you'll hear the thunder rattle. It's a light Ooh. one, but that's it. That is that layer of energy it's getting trapped between the okay. two layers of air, and it just reverberates across them. And this works super super well over flat terrain, which you would find on a lake. <laughs> yeah. On a lake, on coastal regions. Coastal regions. Yeah, not totally. Yeah, maybe. Dang. But again, I am just going to leave you so unsatisfied because <laughs> we really don't know, and that's my favorite part. Of all this, like, we just don't. There's just fucking explosions in the air. We don't know who's doing them. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really hope it's not like asteroid ballistics. Honestly, that's the scariest one to me. But right. Well, and I, I think the one. The, yeah, the, the the one sort of counter argument for that is that that all of these strange noises and sounds seem to be localized, yeah, by like bodies of water and and stuff like that too. Whereas like yeah, if it's if it's an asteroid coming in, like those or or a, or a meteorite, I can never remember like the difference between meteor, meteorite, meteoroid. I can never remember the difference. Isn't it a meteorite until or no? It's a meteor until it comes into Earth, then it's a meteorite, right? You're right, and then, but then, but then, when it actually like, but then when it like hits the, if it like actually impacts the ground, then I think that's something too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't but then, know. if it I, like totally like when it hits, if it totally misses the point, then it's a meteor wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. No, okay, um, so yeah, um, coastal regions, right? But so, what if we moved inland, Josh? What if I were to tell you that like, there's weird audio auditory phenomenon that occurs in completely landlocked states nay one might even say in desert regions sir Uh, i mean i would believe it in this big beautiful world of ours i would 100 percent believe it (laughs) um i want to round out our topic tonight on solid ground more or less wink 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 (laughs) um but sometimes in the course of the show i get to have these moments where Mm. i i coined the term like grateful schadenfreude Ah, where a thing is happening to a person and I feel for them. But number one, it's kind of funny. And I'm also so Mm. goddamn glad it's not happening. Remember the kid that got killed by the clown by spinning him by the ankles and he had like the hemorrhage? Yeah. 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 That kid. Hilarious. (laughs) That is grateful schadenfreude. Like, um, it is hilarious. It is tragic. And I am so glad it doesn't happen to me. And I'm so glad that I don't experience most of this shit. Right. Um, there's a thing called just the hum, Josh, and you can equate the hum to being pretty much like microbreweries. 
They show up everywhere. They're all pretty much the same, but God damn it, if everybody doesn't have their own twist on it and they're real sure that theirs is the best and most compelling version they're in. Yeah, most unique. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know where the hum started, but we do know that it's probably always been there. Just like, you know, Seneca Guns and the Bloop and Global Warming. Well, not Global Warming. That's a new one. Bad example, yeah. Mark. New Moving Mark. on. In 1973, in 1973, a Dr. Joseph Hanlon was trying to see if people could hear the jet stream. Okay. So Fair he enough. set out and did a survey of a ton of people to see if, well, you can hear this thing. And while they couldn't hear the jet stream, what a pretty sizable bulk of the population did report hearing was a low hum that registered between 30 and 40 hertz. Now, once again, I can produce a 40 to 30 hertz sound in audacity, and listeners, you're kind of hearing this hum right now in the background as I'm talking. You're getting an idea of what this might sound like. So, later on, Dr. Hanlon uh, published this report, and he was then contacted by a Dr. Philip Dickinson, who put him in contact with 50 more people who also had heard the hum. They said this hum occurred anytime the weather was cool and was accompanied by a slight breeze. Mm. Thereby kicking the anthill that is the hum, Josh. Yeah. And as I'm realizing, I'm providing, I am producing my own hum. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, So go ahead. I'll just keep humming and I'm going to isolate it and make up my own We Fit Music hum. Mark, (laughs) cue that sweet We Fit Music hum up. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to blitz through these, buddy. Not blitz, but I just, there's a lot of these and I'm going to try and do them. Also, some of these have explanations and I will call out those explanations as they appear. It's not all just mystery. Number one, the most famous, probably the most famous, it's number one, it's got top billing on Wikipedia and it's closest to you, to me locally and used to be you, the Taos hum. You ever heard the Taos (gasps) hum? I have heard of, but I've never experienced directly, but yeah, having grown up there in the San Luis Valley, which is... Uh, what, like Taos is like two hours away? Something like yeah. that? Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. It's like 60. Yeah, it's, right it's nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah, nothing you, at all. Yeah, you get there in an afternoon, spend the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, easy. Uh, the Taos hum was first recorded in 1990, and it was so widespread that 2% of the population of Taos County reported that they could hear it, which sounds super impressive until you get on the internet and find out that uh, in Taos County, that would have been less than 500 people in 1990. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Had sex. Because men and women and children of all ages across the board, but also not excluding middle age, and that is crazy important here, not excluding right. middle age, heard a persistent hum that was between 32 and 80 hertz. Because, of course, like, as your body changes and uh, um, matures your range of what is audible to you changes as well. And that's why they do the whole like, hey, kids, here's, a, here's an app uh, you can download so that you, you'll, you'll get your text message alerts, uh, but it'll play at a certain frequency that you can hear, but your old fuddy-duddy teachers and parents won't hear. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's... the Mosquito app. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, exactly. AKA yep. the Mosquito app. <laughs> So yes, that a large band of uh, uh, age age demographics were able to perceive the hum. Yeah, there's there's, there's something there then. 
So, uh, Josh, I've also put all of these in the background. If you want to go yeah, ahead and yes. play, uh, jump to eight seconds. It should start. Uh, okay, this is the so Taos Hum. Listeners, you check it out, too. Taos Hum. Taos Hum, man. Taos Hum. Kind of annoying, right? Yeah. 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 Again, that that is a, a weird... Well, and, and that it is, that it's kind of like, whoa, 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 and like sort of going up and down. It's not like a... It's not a sustained monotone. Um, th- maybe there's some hippie with a didgeridoo uh, <laughs> who <laughs> moved to Taos and, 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 and true. I, yeah, I was gonna say that. That's the Creston home. He's like, hey, this this bar looks pretty good, man. <laughs> Just like sets up <laughs> sets up shop, moves there in 1990 and. Like, oh, far out. I can really dig this, you know, crisp mountain air. <laughs> I got a really cool vibe here, man. Mind if I didgeridoo? Yeah. Oh, I'd really prefer it if you didn't, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so easily delighted by my own antics. Wow, no, that's the power of Budweiser. Three of these. <laughs> and I am just confident enough to clear the swamp <laughs> of all that gas that keeps exploding, creating mist poofers. Yeah. <laughs> in 2006, several recordings were taken in uh, Auckland, New Zealand by a Dr. Tom Moyer. This was known as the Auckland Hum. Uh, these sounds registered at about 56 hertz. And more than 30 people reported hearing this hum. Once again, it was across all uh, ages and genders. Um, Moyer reported that he couldn't hear the hum, but his wife, June, could. And she described it as an awful noise and sensation. Oh, wait, sorry, this is New Zealand. An awful noise and sensation? It feels creepy. Not the type of place I'd like to live regularly. Uh, Josh, if you want to go ahead and cue up that Auckland hum. I kind of like this uh, one a little bit better than Tom's. Okay, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, I I I wasn't getting that one as much. Um, Interesting. Okay. It just it just kind of sounded like 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 wind, or I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just was like, oh no, it's just the wind blowing. But well, that's um, part of it too. Is some of this is like, is this the Tyler's hum, or is this my PlayStation Four fan? I don't yeah. really know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but still, yeah. I, I mean, if 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 there's well, and, and and I'm sure I can find other other videos that people have uploaded. So I really like these because, especially with like, especially with him, Tom Moyer is a doctor. Like, right. This is kind of like trying to be a controlled environment. It's really hard to control the environment you record sound in because Mm -hmm. like just temperature can affect the way that you hear things, you know, yeah. when it's colder, you hear sharper when it's, when it's warmer, it's a little bit more muffled, that kind of thing. Yeah. So even that is hard to pin down. Yeah. You you may also have a, um, Needy Devon Rex cat outside of your office door. That yeah, is... there you go. <laughs> it's okay, Quincy. It's all right. Okay, uh, here, here we go. Here we go. It wouldn't be. Here we go. I, I mean, truly, it, it wouldn't be 
an episode on strange auditory phenomena uh, without Quincy making an appearance and saying, hey, what are you guys doing? I want to play. I have heard weird isolated mewings of a cat that's in the 30 to 46 vocal range, but it doesn't quite sound like a Maine Coon, but it doesn't have the same cadence as a Devon Rex, so I just don't know what's going on. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Anyway, moving on here. In 2012, in Borneo, people reported hearing a persistent roar coming out of empty sky. Oh, shoot. Okay. That's not a hum, Josh, but it's cool as shit. That is cool as shit, yeah. But it was also revealed to be a power plant that had closed down for, like, recommissioning. Uh, they were still running its boiler, and the boiler was echoing throughout the, the complex. Uh, <laughs> Which, it is so, but it's yeah, still, that in not. Borneo, in Borneo, people heard a... And this is miles away. This isn't like your next order. This isn't you mm-hmm. hanging out beneath power lines. You're the, ooh, that's giving you cancer slowly. Like, right. no, this is people in, like, country-ass Borneo, and they're like, is the sky roaring? Well, yeah, I think it <laughs> I fucking think is. And then yeah. come to find out a week later that like, oh no, we were cleaning a power plant, you know, to whatever counties over, whatever that is in Borneo. And yeah, that's that what sense. you guys heard. It just carried over to your fucking well, village. And, yeah, and that we have an explanation for that does not diminish the fact that it, that's still cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, it's still cool as shit. You still yeah. fucking hear it. Right, um, right. In also in 2012 in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, there was reported a loud droning coming out of Zug Island. Now, if you know Canada and America, um, Windsor, Ontario, Canada is located below Detroit, Michigan. Oh, okay. It gets okay. weird. I don't understand how this geography of America and yeah, Canada really there, works. There's some weird, even as it like kind of close. Yeah, yeah, as as close to that kind of part as I am. Yeah, we, I guess we still haven't. We've never really taken a trip up there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll post post this episode. Maybe I'll take a take a day trip up there. Uh, wizard on the robe. Uh, wizard investigates. See if I can hear hear, hear the strange sound that you're going to tell me more about. And then you and I can go dip our balls in superior in memorum <laughs> of the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, it'll be great. Indeed, indeed. I'm coming up to see in June, buddy. Um, <laughs> let's go but so this sound is coming out of the Zug Island complex which is located in um uh not Minnesota what did I just say Michigan, Michigan? sorry Michigan. Uh, located it, it, it's part of Michigan technically and it's this colossal industrial complex and I know I know I know we just talked about the power plant spoiler right well um there was a weird hum coming out of this complex it started in like 2012 and it just kept going and going, and nobody knew what it was because it would still occur when there was nobody in the complex. Like, the complex mm-hmm. is shut down. It's mm-hmm. not working anymore. What the hell's going on? Uh, 22,000 people reported this sound coming out of it, right? Dang, okay. Now, what's really weird here is that COVID might have killed the Windsor Hum. Because that's when it stopped, when a steel mill in the area stopped running its blast furnace. But we can't quite rule out that it was the blast furnace, or it also cut out the same time that the blast furnace stopped running in 2020. Either way, yeah, COVID probably killed this hum. He didn't get vaccinated. That's the thing. This, like, <laughs> weird invisible air monster. <laughs> didn't get... 
It's like, no, I no, I took the Johnson and Jackson and then the then the Pfizer shot. It's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to mix. But the CDC said it was okay. And then he just falls over dead. My cousin is a power plant, and one of his cooling towers swelled up to just like insanely huge once he got it. I I don't trust that vaccine. <laughs> Josh, Josh, Yellowstone National Park. Oh, baby, yeah. There is a lake in Yellowstone that apparently sings all the fucking time. (laughs) According to one Captain sorry, according to one Captain Hiram Chittenden, Chittendon, 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 don't fucking know. Sorry, guy, hit us up to Wizards Pod C1. Let me know how I mispronounced your name. He's an engineer that helped build the park. Oh, okay, wrote, sweet. So this is like Teddy Roosevelt's homie, so nobody's calling us. Captain Hiram is not going to contact two wizards. Um, he wrote in his journal, Its weird character is in keeping with the strange surroundings. In other lands and times, it would have been an object of superstitious re- reverence or dread, and would have, be- would have found a permanent place in the traditions of the people. Now, Josh, go ahead and boot up that Yellowstone Lake and tell me what you hear. I just hear wind. Okay, all right, let's see let's see what we can hear, I guess. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think I'm also primarily hearing wind. There there's maybe something underneath it too, some little kind of yeah, I don't know something. I'm I'm also a little less less convinced, at least with this audio clip. Who knows what uh Hiram, Hiram, Chit Chittenden, Chitenden, Who knows what he who 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 can tell what he actually heard, but yeah, at least that clip just kinda of sounds like little winds that's maybe, I don't know, doing something else. Yeah. Kinda of mm. just windy. But you know too, again. Paradolia works both ways. It's either, oh shit, I heard it saying, you know, Julia through a harmonica, right. through a, uh, a kazoo, or I just heard, bleh, 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 like, yeah. it, it, it literally, it's all in the ear of the bee hearer. Yeah. If that makes that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, finally, Josh, uh, Seattle will frequently report bizarre, high pitched, oscillating, buzzing hums, which honestly, are kind of like on the train level of ooky spooky bullshit to me. Mm. Um, go ahead and pull up that Seattle clip real quick. There's not enough introduction here because I just need you to hear this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... But people in Seattle have been reporting this for, for years. As long as we've been in Seattle, people have heard this noise. What do you make of that? It's it's Whoa, weird. Okay. It's oscillating. It's high. It's low. I, Where do you fall? I I can't even begin to. Li- and granted, also maybe these uh, came in Jack 
canned margaritas are, are starting to take their toll. Yeah, dude, what the what the hell? <laughs> so I could give you a hundred guesses, and you probably would never guess this because I didn't guess this when I was looking into this. It's horny uh-huh. fish, Josh. Wait, what? That sound is produced by something called the midshipman fish. <laughs> the midshipman fish lives in the Puget Sound region, and they will scream slash holla at their midship fish ladies to mate. Uh, the sound is twofold. The loudest fish, which are only about as long as your thumb to pinky finger. So it's about a six inch long little fish. They will just scream. And this will both drive off other ra- rival males, but it will also attract females because, hey, you're the loudest thing in the area. That makes me want to fuck you. I read a 1950s book on dating. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> These fish will hollow for hours trying to get some fish bussy. And the idea is that this booty call will resonate off of boat holes to produce the sound that we just heard. Oh, my God. That is amazing. <laughs> it happens every year about the same time. In the water. So we're pretty much just a thousand percent sure that this is horny midshipman fish. Just a horny midshipman fish. That's so you, you are 100% right. There's no way I would have guessed um, <laughs> that that was a source. That was a source of that sound. <laughs> Finally rounding out this more than a lightning round of um, mysterious sounds. There's a hum that's just been occurring around uh, Durmstadt and Frankfurt, Germany. They just keep happening. Been happening a lot in the last couple of years. I really couldn't find anything on it because the uh, couple sites that I clicked on had bad gateways in German and uh, maybe I need a better ISP or, or not ISP, uh, uh, VPN, but I couldn't look at them. But what I am going to do is just send Johnny to be a, you know, wizard apprentice of go-go in August to go check out right. these sounds. But I can only hope that they took a page out of Seattle's book and it's like horny badgers in the black forest, just like screaming. <laughs> That would be that would be awesome. <laughs> that would that would be pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> now, Josh, we have had a ton of fun here tonight, laughing about mm-hmm. you know lonely whales and whales that can blow your body apart and horny fish. But yeah. we still don't know what these are. But there is one explanation that we haven't quite touched on, and we're going to get okay. really weird here. Right. A couple explanations here. Number one, the weirdest and my favorite explanation is a thing called crystal resonance. Mm, now okay. let's pretend that you ran downstairs and grabbed a wine glass out of your cupboard and filled it up with water and ran your finger around the rim and that wine glass it starts humming yeah. because your finger is producing the same resonance that that thing is in and it makes a sound and that's what that is right, right. we can produce this on our own now there is a theory that states that certain crystals like quartz crystals can contain a sonic resonance Mm. I know it's real silly, but just bear with I me mean, here. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. The idea is such that we're talking about with earthquakes, you know, the initial P wave hits and there's that pop sound. And as it dissipates out, larger chunks of quartz crystal will hold that energy for a moment and just resonate with it. And you can tune crystals a little bit. You can get certain vi- crystals to like vibrate at certain frequencies. Cause that's, it's what they all do, but in this case, the uh, sound stays inside of the crystal. And I know how stupid this goes, Josh, but we're going to go back in time to three hundred or to one thousand three hundred fifty BCE Egypt. Okay. 
When two quartz megaliths, megaliths were transported 420 miles, blaze it, from Cairo to Luxor to make mm-hmm. identical 18-meter-tall statues that would sit out in front of an installation at Amenhotep's tomb at Karnak. Mm. Now, these were just big fucking statues that were 18 meters tall, made of primarily quartz stone, quartz-based stone. In about two, about 27 BCE, there was a colossal earthquake that occurred and fucked up the statue that is on the northernmost side from where the two statues sit. But when it, after this fact, this statue would occasionally, from time to time, but also pretty frequently, just sing. Oh, shoot. Now, Strabo says that it sounded kind of like a blow. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Pausanias said that it sounded more like a lyre string breaking. But also mm. 90 there are at least 90 other inscriptions from tourists at that time. Contemporaries therein of Strabo and Pausanias and, and and Herodotus, all who visited this place and made graffiti on these statues depicting whether or not they could hear the hum that the statue produced. Dang. Okay. All right, so there's some maybe there is something to these crystals uh being able to hold on to sonic frequencies and then discharge them at not so regular intervals okay all right sure now i will i wouldn't be a good wizard if i wasn't you know objective here and i am to tell you that the sound source for this is pretty much up for debate and a lot of haters will say that the sound the singing the hum whatever you want to call it is because of the way that the rock broke which is cool in its own right and wind blows through it Mm -hmm. and just like you blowing over a wine bottle you make a sound and Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is its own thing but i'm also willing but there's also others that will tell you that other monuments in the karnak in this karnak complex will also sing from time to time maybe the stones are singing maybe it is ancient egyptian ghosts i don't know but it kind of holds up the theory of the microquakes that hit it the the microquakes occur uh, this region of Egypt is seismically stable, but there are still microquakes that occur. And just from time to time, this damn statue makes noise for no reason. <laughs> and quite frankly, I wouldn't be a wizard if I didn't use this to, you know, uphold my own theory, because that's what internet-based research is all about. Making it up in your head to a cause that you might think might be true. Unless you think I'm grasping at straws, Josh, go back in time to like two years ago to our, st- uh, mem- our, 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 our standing stones and ancient monuments. Remember... Yeah. Stonehenge will ring if you hit that fucking rock hard enough. It will resonate just like a xylophone key. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. has its own resonance. It just, it just, you just don't know what what frequency it is. Yeah, exactly. Now, all this is to say that maybe, just maybe, there is an earthquake that occurs somewhere, sometime, and that wave travels through super dense quartz sand. Or, you know, quartz soil, quartz-based soil with a lot of, you know, quartz in it. That quartz is better at holding a, a resonance key, and it just maintains it for a minute. Okay, cool. I don't know, but it's just enough to make me want to believe. Right, yeah. Totally. It, it could also, just, Josh, these could also just be all in our heads. <laughs> just like all the research I did tonight is just in my head. Just like you, Josh the Mean Editing Wizard sits in my head and yells at me about being a hack for the bloop. That's in my head, too. <laughs> Tinnitus. Josh, you know it. I hope you don't know oh, it, but you know what it yeah. is. You love it. It is literally the ringing you hear in your ear as you get older. It is the WWE entrance theme to your 50s. 
And no, that's not the Undertaker in the ring. It's just the specter <laughs> of you still got 15 years to re- till retirement, dog, but you're going to live <laughs> with a hum. Um, <laughs> it's caused as you age. Just your ear starts picking up a phantom noise, and that's what it is. There's no cure. Mm-hmm. We're not really sure what causes it. We kind of know, but the point is, um, 10-year-olds don't get tinnitus. So that really helps rule out that this is just tinnitus. Also, people living in the regions of Taos or Germany or Ontario sometime after 2020, they all mentioned that as soon as they moved, they quit hearing this noise. So the noise is right. localized yeah, to it is these localized spots. To the, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's also some pretty good evidence um, against these things being just tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one, though, Josh. Monotonous drones in your head might be bad, but there is an alternative. Okay. What if it was a Seneca gun in your head? Wait, what? There is a phenomenon known as exploding head syndrome that is still a medical mystery. It is an auditory hallucination that a person will experience and report as being either a loud banging sound slash sensation in their head or the sensation of falling and hitting the ground or a combination of the two. These are most likely to occur when a person is starting to sleep or coming out of a deep sleep state. I was, I was just going to say, I have had plenty of dreams where for whatever reason I'm, I'm plummeting and yeah, that moment right before in the dream, I would be hitting the ground or whatever. That's when I, that's when I wake up. So, I mean, I, I don't recall those being accompanied by any sort of strange sound, but yeah, I've had that happen to me uh, uh, often. Yeah, um, it affects most of the population in one way or another. I go through exploding head about all the damn time. Um, the last one was about two weeks ago. Um, oh, I was drifting to sleep, and there was a gigantic bang in my head. Amanda was already asleep, and the house was quiet. There was no bang, but there was right. a huge bang in my head. Woke me right up. It's just there. <laughs> um, I have also felt that uh, falling sensation. But those mm. are fewer and far between. Usually it's just the explosion in my head. We don't know what causes it, but my favorite theory about it is that it is an evolutionary throwback to when we were more tree-based. And it is your central nervous system panicking because you're not holding on to something. <laughs> because true. you're up That's in a tree 40 feet off the ground. <laughs> You need to be holding a thing. It's not mm-hmm. your brain and some weird primitive ape state recognizes you're like laying down and mm. it suddenly panics and goes, wake Freaks up, fucker. Out. You're about to die by falling out of this tree. And that's why I don't know about you, but they say you can't. They say in these dreams, when this occurs, you don't hit the ground. You wake up just before you hit the ground. Mm. That's why, mm-hmm. because your brain simulates the effect of you hitting the ground to so instantly put you in a flight or fight state. And I think that's so goddamn cool. That is that is that is amazingly cool. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's why I, I hadn't heard about that at all. That's super cool. And I think that just gives us all the more reason um, to roll out our line of Two Wizards podcast uh, body pillows so that listeners, if you want to avoid exploding head syndrome, just get your Mark the Wizard body pillow or your Josh the Wizard body pillow and just cling on to that bad boy. And then your your brain will realize like, ah, I'm, I'm holding on to something. I can get a good night's sleep. <laughs> That's right, listeners. You go donate $40 to mywizardwaifupillow.net. And we will send you your own customized Josh or Mark body pillow. You tell us what position you want the picture to be taken in. 
You can choose from action, lover, or pensive. <laughs> now, <laughs> there is one one final thought that we really haven't looked into tonight, Josh. We kind of skirted around mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's man-made, but man-made goes a lot deeper because you know what man makes that nothing else makes except for fucking any system in nature that works? That's right, a hierarchy, a government. Josh... These sounds might just be the government, man. They're like <laughs> the ones behind all of this. And before you scoff, Josh, I want you to consider the following. Okay. So number one, the first thing that we learned about radar technology other than, oh shit, this is super cool, is how bad it ruined sea life. Right. <laughs> Sonar to sea life was like a goddamn war crime when it was yeah. first when it was first created uh now we've gotten better about it but really we haven't it still screws with uh cetaceans or whales go back Mm -hmm. to our it came from the deep episode and we talk about like mass whale suicide caused by sonar Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah it's it's a horrible thing that again we 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 feel like ah yeah this will be great this will help with like uh yeah like naval shipping routes it'll this will help us look out for uh the undersea button, but we don't realize it's just going to wreak havoc on yeah the entire whale whale population. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, we have gotten better about it. But the other thing that we did was like all fucking human endeavor and invention is you realize that something sucks. So what's the first thing you do? You immediately try to weaponize that thing that sucks. Uh, this was first. This concept was first really, really given like research and traction in the 1990s by a paranormal research named Vic Tandy who found that you can use a machine to create something called infrasound. Now, infrasound is super low-frequency sound waves. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit in our Horror from the Sky episode almost two years ago when we talked about how harp can be used to induce ultra-low frequencies and screw with people's brains. There right. is all right. kinds of research that doesn't really go anywhere that will tell you that the ultra-low frequencies um, that are accompanied by telephone wires will either make you bipolar or give you cancer or both. I'm still not sure on that one. I think it's just the constant drone drives people crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Or Josh, maybe, and I don't really need to tell you this because I know you remember the tragedy that occurred at the World Recorder concert of 2000 when 4 million fourth graders playing recorders played the brown note and the 7 hertz region made the world shit its pants. That's right. I quoted South Park, but goddammit, Josh, Nikola Tesla had a device that when activated would induce urination. (laughs) The brown note, just like what I assume is the yellow note, is alive and well. Infrasound weapons 1,000% exist. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, you can find mo- you can you you can find sonic weapons being used as quote unquote non lethal crowd control technology. Um, mm-hmm. On the more benign end, uh, British shops will use a device called a mosquito, and this isn't your high pitched text tone that your phone makes. This is a high frequency note that is used to deter youths from shops in England because they assume that the young people can hear this ultrasonic frequency, which they can, a lot better than adults. And then I got to realize something. Do you remember being a kid and being in department stores and feeling uncomfortable? <gasps> That's because they were using a type of this device. They were early adopters. Oh my god. Yeah, this has been around for years. Like, but Ooh. it's that it's that thing that I 
um, walking through the Dillard's section, the Dillard store. You had to walk through Dillard's to get to the parking lot. Going mm-hmm. through Dillard's was a goddamn ordeal. And then as I got older, Dillard's became more and more tolerable. Mosquito, Josh. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be that. Yeah. Um, cops yeah. use sound cannons all the time. They use them to suppress protests. They use mm-hmm. some in Occupy Wall Street. They use some at Ferguson. And they use some at the 2016 Dakota Pipeline protest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thousand percent a thing. Um, there also might have been at least one time a sonic quote unquote bomb oh, shit. that was used on at least Americans and Canadians. The result of this bomb you might know is something called Havana syndrome. Hmm. Actually no, I yeah. I haven't heard of that. Oh shit, really? Yeah, no, Havana yeah. syndrome. It's this uh it's kind of like the uh, okay boomers answer to everything. These people were, um, I don't know, fucking government agents and Canadian agents started reporting like, it kind of sounded like long COVID symptoms, disorientation, um, oh, nausea, um, uh, problems with their equilibrium, and it's still continuing. And they chalked it up to a 2016 uh, sonic attack, I guess, in the uh, Cuban um, consulate. Oh my God, Jesus it's not real. It's not fucking real. But at the same time, but the people same keep time, saying yeah. that Havana syndrome is real. And it's like this weird new sonic boogeyman. Huh. I actually, I, I kind of thought that you would know more about Havana syndrome. I shit. I kind of no, failed in. Okay. Uh, wow. I've been no, no, no. hoisted by my own Havana based petard. Interesting. No, no, you're, you're fine. Or maybe it's, um, all the sea life getting back at us for sonar. It's like, we'll show you goddamn hairless apes. <laughs> Prepare and launch the the sonar bomb, and then like a squad of seal seal team six comes swimming up and goes ar 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 ar, and they <laughs> throw a little hand grenade in, and, and they they blow up uh, yeah the embassy in Cuba with a sonic bomb. Could yeah, be? could be. I don't know. Uh, the so the, uh, part of the deal with the Havana syndrome is that people in the area reported hearing noisier than normal crickets, and since they heard the noisier than normal crickets, they were like fucked up from it. But like everything we talked about tonight, it is real. All this shit is real. We have, we have all this evidence. We have all these instances and occurrences. So. What do you do with it? Something is out there. We just don't really know what it is, Josh. And that is audio phenomenon. It is yeah. a goddamn phenomenon. <laughs> well, yeah, I it, and I think that because right, it, it, as you're saying, with especially some of the old like cryptidy stuff, like okay, yeah, clearly this is just a dude in a gorilla suit, or clearly this is just a little model that somebody pushed out into Loch Ness. Uh, with audio, I don't know, like, it, it, it just gets a little trippier. Like, of course, yeah, there's the clearly, like, fake stuff. Like, of course, there, there there's that sort of thing. Um, but, but, but there's just enough of that, yeah, sort of, like, disbelief or trusting what my own ears are hearing. Or, hey, I heard this thing, did, did you hear that? And then going back to... What I mentioned uh, right, 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 right at the beginning too—the whole like, well, wait, like we're hearing the same thing, but we're interpreting it different ways, and I think it, that allows for, yeah, a lot more mystery and magic, and in some cases even like ooky spooky bullshit. Um, but uh, man, whew, 
This was a great episode, buddy. This was Thank awesome. You. Thank you. You did great. Now, I know we're kind of running long a little bit, but I, really quick, just honorable mm-hmm. mention, have you heard about the Sky Trumpets at all? The which one? Sky Trumpets. No, I don't think so. Again, you just kind of you, you kind of just barely touched on it, and it really made me think about it. And I just kind of want to throw it out there. They might get their own episode. It's the same thing, but people are recording trumpets. Apropos of oh, nothing, shit. trumpets that are just blasted out. And again, <laughs> so this one ties a lot to religious groups because, like, the trumpets right. are what will, you know, signal Armageddon in the end of days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, there's also weird just recordings of trumpets that nobody can, nobody knows where they come from. There was one that um, happened in the Holy Land, and it was kind of cool to see all three collective uh, religions panicking simultaneously at these fucking trumpets. Like, <laughs> Jews, Muslims, Christians were all united under the fear of, oh shit, God is back Goddamn and he's not trumpets. happy. But again, that, that kind of ties into this deal with like in America you get these and they're always out of the South and it's always like it's the same person going, I'll praise Jesus. I'll oh, praise Jesus. He's coming right. back. Oh, Lord, I'll praise Jesus. Oh, I'm here for you, Jesus. I'm here for you. It's always that. It doesn't, you know, right. always a different person, but like that same idea. But that one apparently just keeps happening. And it's hmm. like they're evolving. It's not so much a hum. Now it's trumpets. Now it's a blasting like, Wah! like it's. The shit just gets so weird, and there's just so much to it. And yeah. really, I keep hmm. joking about icebergs. This is kind of just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> right. Right. No, I, that is that is super fascinating. And yeah, we, we, we may have to come back and talk about sky trumpets or, or other kind of weird stuff uh, that, yeah, people hear. Because, right, when you were talking about uh, just even briefly, like, all the, like, weird sounds from outer space like people say like oh no in space nobody can hear you scream it's a vacuum you can't hear anything it's like no it be be, be glad because i think that's just it too like right you're talking about how whales can just uh obliterate a person with their clickings um yeah yeah like if if just the sound that the sun produces could could get to us on earth like it would annihilate everything like the the sun is so stinking loud <laughs> that like yeah yeah we we should be glad that we live in essentially a vacuum between I mean yeah we can get technical like oh well there's some still solar solar wind it's like okay whatever nerd um, but we can but hear this but that's what's cool too is like we can hear solar wind like yeah we can hear solar wind I, no um I had to cut off I had to cut off tonight I was gonna talk about all the shit from out of space the like the wow well, signal think... like the Tesla signals like mm-hmm. Tesla got messages got radio signals out of Mars we don't know how but he fucking got them yeah like so I and I, I, I am, I am willing it. to believe that anything that Nikola Tesla said he did he did but he was probably yeah. underplaying that he you know like he probably underplayed what he did. right yeah 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 he was he was underselling all the stuff that he was. He was it's like, oh yeah, there was some like whatever. I talked to a Martian. I don't know. His name was Greg. He was cool. Like, yeah, okay, nice Nick. All right, come on, give <laughs> us the rest. Hey. Right. But but yeah. So I think. Well, I mean, my mind is is reeling for a number of reasons too. Because it sounds like we may need to. It sounds like hey, um, we. We, we could very well do, like, a, a follow-up to this one. It's been forever since we've done, like, a proper space video. Um, not space video, but proper space episode. Because, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I am humming. I'm humming with anticipation and, like, hmm. yeah, all, all the cool shit that we can go on from here. So, so no, man, this was a great episode. Thank you. Thank you for Fuck taking you. lead on this. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, my my pleasure, and I think I can presume to speak for our audience here, but 
lest I do that, listeners, what did you think? What did you think about this this episode? Um, have, have you experienced some of these phenomenon? Uh, have Have you heard uh, some of the Seneca guns? Uh, do you happen to live near that place in Detroit where uh, all these fish are like just just dying to fuck? Um, <laughs> Do you want to join us? Do, do you want to join us? Mark and I will rent a boat and we will figure out just what the hell Blue 52 is. Uh, and we'll get we'll, we'll get an underwater mic and we'll put it down there. Mark, you were describing, um, yeah, Blue 52's music as like in, as innovative as, and fresh and like unique. And I, I, I can only just imagine putting that underwater mic down uh, in there and hearing, Hey, everybody, I'm here to say... My name's Blue Fifty Two, and let's and like I don't know, like just cute, cute '80s rap. If that's what he's, if if like that's the equivalent of what Blue Fifty Two's up to. Uh, but uh, but anybody, what's the what's the Humpty Dance for whales? Is it is it the hump the humpback dance? <laughs> Do the Humpty back. Whale tank clan hump, hump, ain't nothing back. to fuck with. I don't. <laughs> But yes, listeners, we would love to hear from you. Uh, and by here, I mean, like, send us some text. But, or, I don't know, send us your own audio file. Um, uh, uh, send us what you got. Uh, uh, holler at your boys. Uh, send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, twowizardspodcast. Uh... I'm still doing my own kind of like maintaining a mostly lower profile on Twitter, but you can still find me on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. Mark is also doing much to add some new and interesting sounds out here in this sound space. Mark, what are some of the other uh, uh, sister podcasts here under this uh, High Hammock Studios uh, uh, house? What have you guys been up to? Real quick, straight out of ocean, rude cetacean fucker called Deep Blue. What you gonna do when you see me rolling to you? I resonate at frequencies better than your bitches. Make you hum so great, leave you motherfuckers in stitches. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was amazing. You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me on our one sister podcast, The Dangle Podcast, a weekly King of the Hill retrospective rewatch podcast where me and my buddy Johnny take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic King of the Hill and talk about it and rate and review it and see if it still holds up and talk about our fears for the oncoming reboot. Um, You can also find me on our other other sister podcast. I'm going through this now, Josh. I don't know the gender of our podcast in relation to us. I think this one might be our brother just because, like, I okay. want, like, the mixed, like, sibling family. I don't know, yeah, the sure. 2.5 nuclear children. But either mm-hmm. way, you can find us over on I Can't Wait to Show My Kids. Uh, me and my buddy Brad were taking movies that were, like, fundamental to us growing up that the mm-hmm. other one hasn't seen. And then we're, like, watching them again and trying to find out where they fall on, like, number one, like, is it as good as you remember, but then also, can you show it to your kids? Brad has two kids, um, ages eight months and four years old. I have an imaginary son, Ajax, who is usually between five and seven years old. Um, we discussed that. We're having a lot of fun there. This week, we talked about Clerks. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, like, oh, God, just go watch Clerks, guys. It is so good. It is so bad. And then after you watch it, go listen to I Can't Wait to Show My Kids and come talk to us about it. 
Um, yeah, in the meantime, though, if you like this show, if you are experiencing experiencing Havana Syndrome and I am underplaying your phantom illness, or maybe you are one of those, like, troubled shopkeepers in England using the mosquito to deter the youths mm-hmm. from yeah. your store, or maybe, just maybe, you just hear the Seneca guns all the damn time out there in Carolina, well, god damn it, by all means, please hit us up. Um, yeah. But while you're hitting us up, also do that five-star rating. It helps us a ton. And if you don't want to give us, give us five stars, well... I don't care. Get on something somewhere and tell someone that you listen to us. Cause Hey man, every little bit hurts. Um, Josh, do you hear that? Cause I think I hear the train of coming and it's saying, we got to get the hell out of here. I think your ears are, are true and accurate. Not suffering from tinnitus, uh, not having exploding head syndrome. Uh, but yes, it is, it is time for us to, to bring this episode of the two wizards podcast to a close. So everybody, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Always fun. Always a, a true honor uh, to have you with us here. And my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard. Thank you for listening, guys. We love you all, everyone. Take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I